welcome back to the Call Me By Your Game podcast. Um, if you've never listened to this show, uh, welcome. We're happy to have you. Uh, and let me give you a little rundown of what you're getting into. Uh, Call Me By Your Game is a podcast where I bring on a friend to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. We'll talk about uh, not only like what made playing the game fun or what they love about the game, but what was special around the context of when they played it, like with who, where, why. We'll get into whatever they want to share. And I am, of course, your host, Connor McCabe. I think on half of these episodes, I forget to even introduce myself. Not that it's <laughs> super important. Um, if you uh, are, regardless of if you're listening to the show for the first time or if you're new, or that's the same thing, new and first time. If you're an existing listener or if you're new, uh, you can always email us at callmebyyourgamepodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com to check out in, in these episodes, but also some other fun stuff. Uh, but yeah, we'll go ahead and just roll right in. I couldn't do this show without a guest that's the whole point of the show uh even though i have done one episode that was just me for christmas uh but i want to welcome to the show you've heard her laughing in the background welcome mia Schaffler. yay thank you for having me hi hey you are so welcome um and as the listener could probably tell out there uh the audio quality is a little different and if you're a person that has any sort of like eye on the news or whatever, you know that uh, the world is dealing with COVID-19 right now. So we are being a little extra cautious with the show and we are um, recording remotely. So Mia and I are uh, just doing a little remote recording on our computers. Yeah, while we're in quarantine. Yeah, good for us. No, yeah. Sadly, no Jeremy to be found. I wish I could have <gasps> also just, I could have invited Jeremy to just like follow along, but there's no real reason for him to be right now. So shout out to our uh, beautiful, wonderful producer, Jeremy Schmidt. Jeremy. Oh, we miss you so much. Um, but yeah, so uh, if you don't know Mia, uh, Mia, I'll, I'll let you share about yourself, but I'll introduce you too. Uh, Mia is an actor, a comedian, an improviser, and overall just a Pacific Northwest legend oh. down here in Los Angeles. Uh, we know each other through, like I know almost all of my guests, through the improv community at UCB. We were uh, in a class together, which is Mia is now like three years ago. That class was like already done. Whoa. That's crazy. That feels nuts. And then we got put on a mess all team together. And then uh, here we are still, you know, when it, when the theater's open, performing at UCB. Yes, theater's currently closed, but still alive in our hearts. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Uh, is there anything else you want to share about yourself? Or did I just sum you up perfectly? That's, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm a good friend at Connors. Really excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I hope that... On your actual biography, it'll say "good friend of Connor's." Yeah, yeah I always put then that. I will, I will have known I have etched a a, very, a specific place. I love that. Yes. Um, so uh, before we uh, get into the game that uh, you want to talk about, which is SpongeBob SquarePants: Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, yes. um, before we like talk about that game and what uh, anything you want to share. What's like your history with video games or like computer games or anything like that? I want to, I want to know the journey. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, my history with video games. Okay. So I, yeah, let's, let's think about this. Okay. So I, the important thing to know here is I am unathletic as a human (laughs) and, uh, and when it comes to like, uh, it it translates to video games. So (laughs) like I grew up, I'm like the youngest of four siblings, two brothers and a sister. And, Mm -hmm. um, so we always, we've always had like multiple game consoles and a ton of games. 
but I'm like only really good at the ones that like require very little, um, like agility. Uh, yes. So like I'm good. At, so like my brother, like there's no like fighting or there's no like requirement of you to like be super nimble or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Like my yeah. brother once I was, I was like trying to play games with my brother and he, I, there was like, we we're playing some game where I had to hop on like different, um, <laughs> like, like lily pads maybe. Uh-huh. And I just like, was, I couldn't even just like hop, you know, in a good, in like a good amount of time. And he was like, Oh, you're very, you have like very poor. He had some term for it. That was like, Oh, you're bad at this. And I'm like, it's Oh maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah it must be like your, I don't know. I don't know if I have the term, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it's like, yeah. I mean, if you don't play games a lot or if you're just like, maybe you are have a lower skill threshold of, on this, but it's like, not just hand-eye coordination, but it's like knowing like the feel for the control of a character. Yeah, um, that makes things tough. So yeah, so that I totally understand that. Like anytime uh, I'll play, even like Mario Kart sometimes can be like I like to use that as an example because that is a relatively accessible game yes. and it's fun, but it is hard sometimes, and it does take a lot of like coordination to stay on the track. So. Yes. I- I have like poor video game coordination. Yeah, but uh, but hey, that's not all that makes you you. Thankfully. No, well, and the there's plenty of games that don't require that. So yes, well, I was always very bad at Mario Kart. Like I would get stuck underwater or like in a corner. <laughs> I would yes. get stuck in a corner and be like, "This isn't fun." Or I would like try to play like I don't know, like Call of Duty or something with like my high school boyfriend. Like I couldn't like figure yeah. out oh. the stuff. Let's go from Mario Kart to Call of Duty. I know. Well, they, yeah, none of that works. But okay, so here's but here's what I was good at. All right, so when I was playing yeah. stuff with my brother growing up, I could do like Bomberman on Ooh. the N64, which I think it's like all you do is like pick up bombs and put them next to your <laughs> opponents. Yep. Um, so that I was a big Sims girl, big uh, big on the computers, like uh, introvert games, and obviously Mario Party. Um, uh, oh, yeah. because that requires very little skill except in mini games which I was still pretty okay yeah. at but um and yeah. then the one game so yeah that's sort of like my background like I did play a lot of games but mainly sure. I was better at like yeah the world building games or sort of like I feel like Mario Party is sort of just like a virtual board game kind of Ooh. so yeah well, I mean it really is and like you said for the mini games you're only engaged for a short amount of time yeah. and usually they do a pretty good job of making it like you're doing maybe two things at a time you might have like one button to press and one or you move or it's just like two buttons that's it yeah exactly so i can do that yeah so i did i did like grow up playing a lot of video games so yeah but that those are sort of the one yeah like i we had melee but i couldn't i was like i don't like i can't yeah that's that's a particularly first all smash games are kind of intense and fast but that one in particular was known for being very fast so that makes a lot of sense (laughs) yeah and then um even like over christmas my brother and my sister and my sister's husband we were trying to play um goldeneye with my brother and we just like i'm just so bad at it like it's just not even fun because i'm like i can't like i just get stuck in rooms (laughs) yes you know what to me i just to be fair just so you know you're not like crazy uncoordinated in games yeah those like goldeneye i've went back and played that like over last year because as the listener will know like i have like developed a like very unhealthy video game collecting habit uh courtesy i i I, to stay on theme i contracted it from jeremy schmidt Mm, uh but uh so i so anyway i've got like one of those first person shooters it's called perfect dark very similar to goldeneye even that 
which was considered like one of the greatest games in the system. The control scheme now is just so archaic to where like it's hard to even play. Yeah, it's so hard, but my brother is great at it. But we all were just like, this isn't even fun. <laughs> yeah, no way. Um, so you do, you, do you still play games? Do you play anything now? Or is it just kind of similar, like on a casual level when like a group is? Well, um, here's the thing. Okay, so now I, no, the only thing I play now is Candy Crush on my phone. And, <laughs> um, and I'll play Jackbox games. At, like yes. other people's houses, which which are more like virtual board games, but um, what that counts um, though? Yes, but here's where I'm at. Okay, because the game we're going to talk about, right? Which I don't want to yeah. jump the gun here, but um, that was sort of like the one solo journey like yeah. video game I did play, and That's cool. Uh, and uh, so this is this is the deal. So I used so we had it on the PS2, and then my brother took my ps2 to college where it got stolen and then yeah and then i was really mad at him for like years so then finally he bought me a gamecube for christmas (gasps) so i had a gamecube for like all of high school which i had mario party for oh yeah and um and then and so it's like here's the thing i'm in la now but if i had my gamecube i would still be playing at least mario party and and they do make the game we're going to talk about for gamecube but it's lost somewhere my parents house and nobody knows where it is and they they probably threw it out but we're still kind of like nobody remembers throwing it out so we're like it still could be here yes i'm still yeah it's so funny to have items like that more i think for me a lot of the times those items are probably like a game or a movie or a book it's like yes. something that like you would not have gotten rid of, but you have no clue on where to start looking yeah. for it. And I keep like, every time I go home, I do look like in this one area of our basement, but yeah. I'm still hopeful I can find it. And then what we have currently, we have a PS3 and a PS4, which obviously I can do nothing with either Ooh. of those. So. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do we? Is that what I have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. But I did just in, in researching this game again. I did. I did realize I can buy it on the PS2 version and play it oh. on the PS3. So I am oh. going to look into that for quarantine. Oh, you! I mean, if there's any time to revisit it, like an old flame, yeah, <laughs> it might be. It might, yeah. be now. it might be quarantine. <laughs> I only see. I can only see uh, life in terms of video game stuff. So that's why I said that. (laughs) Oh, Um, that's fun. That's healthy. (laughs) Yeah, right. I'm just in a very demented world over here. Um, That's really cool. Uh, um, I guess, like, since we're talking about it, do you want to dive into, like, the history and context? Yes. Cool. So uh, for the listener out there who may or may not be familiar with this game, um, SpongeBob SquarePants Revenge of the Flying Dutchman is a 3D adventure video game published on the GameCube and PlayStation 2 in 2002, <laughs> which I don't know if I would have like guessed Mia like when it came out, but like I get after watching videos of it, um, and seeing the animation, I'm like, oh yeah, that was kind of like early 3D like modeling. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love it. Even when I look at it now, I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like when something that like I have a lot of like animation or like look old looking like things that are crappy looking, but I'm like nostalgic about them, so they're cool yeah. to me. Yeah, totally. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, it was developed by Big Sky Interactive and published by THQ. And there was also another version of the game for the, that they made for the 
Game Boy Advance by another company called Vicarious Visions, but it was essentially the same game. It was just kind of like a scrolling 3D plat, scrolling platformer, not a 3D platformer. Mm. Um, so more like a 2D thing, like like how the old Mario is set up, where it's you're just moving across a plane. Um, but oh, okay. yeah, so that's that's like about the game development and publish and publishing. But uh, the story opens with SpongeBob playing fetch with Gary in his home, uh, and there Gary during this game of fetch finds a treasure chest that has a bottle that of course they open, and inside it it releases the Flying Dutchman, uh, obviously infamous uh, villain in the SpongeBob SquarePants TV series, which was. Obviously, like huge for when we growing up, we grew up. Did you watch the show? Um, I did. Yeah, I was like first gen SpongeBob because you know, like yeah. they, they changed it. You know, like it changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't yeah. know if it changed writers or animators or something, but like it, the show shifted. So I was like, I watched it. I was like maybe a little too old, but it was so good. So I yes. did. <laughs> I did watch SpongeBob. Yeah. Yeah, same here. I remember like when this show, this is one of the first shows I remember like seeing the first episode for because I did watch a lot of TV as a kid, watched a lot, started with like, I mean, I watched all like Ninja Turtles was huge for me. I loved Rugrats, eventually Animaniacs. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did watch Animaniacs. It wasn't a huge Animaniacs head, like not as much as like Rugrats and Hey Arnold. Sure. And um, what's that one with the Wallaby? Um, uh, Rocco's Modern the, Life. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was more my jam. But I would watch Animaniacs like when nothing else was on. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Hey, when you're the when it was just not your top pick, but you're like I'm gonna watch something. Yeah, like I was a Nickelodeon gal, but I yep. would, like then go to Cartoon Network and be like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah, same here. I also was primarily. I wonder what everyone's like. It's not like a Venn diagram, but like their pie graph of like growing up. This has just got me. Out. This show, by the way has a lot of tangents so if so hopefully you're along for the ride yeah. <laughs> but uh that makes me think like okay i was also more of a nickelodeon kid but i did watch some cartoon network and some wb and a little disney but i wonder what my like the ratio is like. yeah. yeah i am like i bet i'm like 40 percent nickelodeon 40 percent okay. disney cool or maybe it's like maybe it, yeah 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 and then i have and then probably like 20 maybe like 10% Cartoon Network and then mm. and then like small splits between like WB and TV land and Ooh. whatever TGIF was on. Yeah. that's Well, hey, thanks for that Piecraft breakdown. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's what I was going to fall. <laughs> we also, we always pitch segments on the show that we'll never actually do again, but we act like they're existing segments. So that was the Piecraft segment of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, that that was uh, that gets us back to so basically the Dutchman like after he's released from uh, the bottle, he kidnaps Gary and then to go work on a ship for eternity. And so SpongeBob basically spends the game, or you as SpongeBob uh, spend the game traveling around collecting these letter tiles to make himself immune from the Dutchman's hypnotized spell, so he can rescue Gary and save Bikini Bottom. And that's uh that's the show. So it's kind of like a big collectathon game. Like very, it reminded me a lot of. There's a lot. Of, I played games like this. I never actually played this one, but for there like these uh, 3D mascot platformer adventures like this, where you're doing a lot of collecting. Yeah. There's a lot of like funny dialogue. Uh, a lot of you go to different worlds. You get costumes, stuff oh, like that. I love. 
I love it so much. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I had for the history and context. Was there anything else you wanted to share? Um, no, that's no, that's that's correct. Yeah, it's. I think that's why it works so well for me as someone who is like has not a lot of. Um, uh, video game agility that, um, and I'm someone that like, I love a good balance, right. Where there's like a good central sort of problem with Gary, but then you do have all these like mini missions that you have to go collect stuff and you get to change outfits in these tents. So I think it's like, it is like the perfect (laughs) sort of like hair, like, like I'm obsessed with Harry Potter because there's always a good central mystery, but then you get to like really spend a lot of time in the day-to-day fun of the world. And I think that's why I like this game so much because it's kind of similar where there's a central problem, but then you're also having so much fun in the world of SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Those it's, it's like, I know I've said the word accessible a lot on this show. (laughs) That's probably like a video game content creator, like, buzzword because like that's just a way people talk about games but it's accessible it's an accessible adventure you can still go through and you don't have to be able to like play like there's a series called dark souls that's like not just like i mean it's got combat like a lot of games at but it's like to a crazy the difficulty level they're known for being very 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 hard yeah and you don't have to be a dark souls player to enjoy this game yeah, I'm definitely not a Dark Souls player, but yeah. this game, oh, baby, I could play this. I'm probably going to play this game again if I can find oh, a copy of it. Um, I love it. I hope you do. Me too. Um, but uh, any, anyway, um, all, let's just jump into like the like your history with this game. Um, do you remember like when you like found or had this game for the first time or um, how you discovered it? Yeah, I can't, I can't remember. I want to say like my sister found it. Maybe because my sister was like a year and a half older than me. And Mm -hmm. this is um, sort of, I think like, it was like maybe, how old are we? I don't know. At this point, I remember, could you rent video games from Blockbuster? Was that a thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe we rented it from Blockbuster. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. I do think maybe we had some issues with like saving our place. Because I was like rewatching a walkthrough before this and I... I know the beginning so well, like yeah. it's so ingrained in my brain that I'm like, Oh, I think I did the beginning so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I want to say like my sister, I remember playing it, like um, our parents were divorced and I remember mm-hmm. like me and my sister sort of, you know, if, if you're a child of divorce, you're like familiar from like the switching house shuffle. Yes. So when we'd be like at my dad's house, which was like the house we were at less. I remember, yeah, like we, we were like a bit sort of like on our own and being like, okay, we don't have our normal things. And yes. so we sort of started, we had a PS2 there. Don't remember who I th- want to say our grandma got it for us. Mm. Um, and yeah. And I, I just remember like us being at my dad's house and playing this game. Oh, cool. Yeah. So oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's how it, yeah, that's how it came about. And then, and it was a solo player game. So I think we also probably like watched each other play it a lot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, this, yeah. The, the, you talking about like thinking that you maybe had trouble saving your progress was that is interesting because the GameCube, this generation of consoles, well, specifically for Nintendo, this was their first console where you to like actually, um, save any progress for any game you did need a memory card whereas like on the n64 most of the cartridges had the ability to save everything but like very few games actually did require like a memory card 
Yeah, and um, I remember, that was like a huge thing for us. I remember because we were like, we needed a memory card, and we had to get like a bigger memory card at one point. Yeah, because they yeah, like because yeah. <laughs> they only had like fifty one what they called blocks, the original ones for GameCube. Yeah. Uh, eventually, and then as time went on, they would release uh, you know larger size carts. And then, do you know the game series Animal Crossing? I do not. <laughs> well, first off, it's absolutely adorable, okay. and you should look it up later because okay, it's well. really cute and, and fun and, and yes. like very soothing. Um, but also, th- this game was so it required so much memory that it came with a big memory card. So if, eventually, they were just like selling them with a game with a, uh, very few games. Yes. Oh wait, that just that yeah. also reminded me. Sorry, the game Animal Crossing. Yeah. Okay, me and my sister also used to play a bunch of computer games. Like Ooh. when it was like the internet was first. Like, oh yes. Oh, yeah. Do you remember what websites you would go on? I don't know. Okay, we, they were fucked. Like they were kind of messed up. We like there was yes. one where you would just like shoot chickens. Like you just like had guns <laughs> and you would just like shoot chickens. <laughs> Terrible. And then I played like I played like a branded candy golf game. It was like branded with all of the. All right. Anyways, that made me think of that. That's so but. funny. No, that's funny. I remember yes. that era of websites because, like, I would go on stuff like Ebombs World or there was one called Albino yes, Black Sheep. Yeah. They would have like yeah, not just all like, I know all these. Yeah, they would have. I a, think the chicken game was on one of those. I think it was maybe oh. on Albino. It was on one of those two websites. That checks out. They had a lot of like those weird internet games where they could be branded stuff. They could also be there was the occasional like game. That was like a kind of a porny game would be on there like occasionally, sure. and they would have yeah. like like I don't know if I already said this, but funny videos. That so, yeah. yes. Um, but anyway, think I'm so glad you shared that. Uh, Thank you. So that you were kind of talking about your experience with it. Um, so you would play this mostly at your dad's house. It's not at your mom's, correct? Yeah. Well, you know, that was weird. And then I think I think we started switching it between the houses, which is maybe yes. why we had issues with the memory thing. Because oh, I remember, yeah. yeah, I remember like we started at our dad's house and then we would, t- and then I remember when I finished the game, I think I finished it at my mom's house. And, and then I remember we took it up to, um, my aunt got married somewhere in Canada. And I remember oh, we brought... Oh. With the Way to go ant. I know it was very cool. I forget <laughs> where it was. It was like in this like um very popular snowboarding town. With, and we took mm. the gondola up. I forget what town it is, but um, but yeah. So remember, yeah. So we took it. We took the game. We like were very into the game because we took it everywhere for a while. That's awesome. It, yeah. You truly. I mean, like you telling me that you took it between houses. That totally makes sense. But man, you must have really loved it if you guys were taking this like on trips. Yes. That was and kind makes, of like a big deal to yeah. take a console somewhere, I feel like. Totally. And it makes no sense because it's, again, it's a solo player game. <laughs> so like, yeah. I don't know if we were just watching each other play this game. Uh, Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's. I've noticed, uh, this is something that's actually come up a few times on the show, mm-hmm. but it's this idea, or not this idea, it's just this thing I've been thinking about where... Um, it was really fun or like one thing that like, you know, having to sit down and play a single player game with a was fun because it, well, sorry. One fun thing about it was that like, you kind of played through it together and I don't know if you've ever played a game, maybe even this game. And you've been like, I think I know what I'm supposed to do, but I'm a little lost or confused. Having someone else there was kind of fun to have around. Yes, to have them like guide you. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Of, of, and of course there's like the other i'm sure the other end of the 
like spear there. I don't even know if that's a real metaphor, but where like your kids siblings playing together and you're probably getting annoyed with each other or like having like someone Heather Woodward talked about her brother, like when she would leave would like just start playing as her file or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like me and my sister, like didn't we like weren't great at getting along when we were kids. So I can't, I can't imagine the situation in which we both played this together. It's interesting. Um, You know what? Um, my sister and I didn't get along very well either as kids, but like video games sometimes were like the great, I don't know. I've thought of it. I forgot what the term is that I thought of for this before. Equalizer. This is, it is kind of an equalizer and like almost like a truce period Yeah. Uh, or whatever you would call that. So it's like the one like environment where you can get along. <laughs> yeah. Weirdly. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I, we like would fight all the time, but I'm like, we played this game together. Yeah. Yeah. And I bet, I think I remember my parents being like, if you're fighting, you guys can't play. So we would not fight because we wanted to play the game. Oh, that's more. so funny. Yeah. Um, that's really, that's really cool. Really neat. Do you remember, um, did you, cause you, you have a little brother too, right? I have two older brothers. Two older brothers. Yeah. So they didn't really play it. It was just mostly you and your sister. Yeah. Cause we would, they're our stepbrothers. So we would only be at the same house when we were at our mom's house. So gotcha. then, so yeah, so it was this thing where we were like playing it at our dad's house, but then eventually that's how it's like our oldest brother, who's the most into video games, then stole the PS2. Cause I think we'd stop once we had like, st- we had like sort of become disenchanted with it. So then he took it. Then we didn't like notice it was gone for a year. And yeah. then we were like, Oh, it's gone. And he did later, Max. He did later, later make it up to me. Bye-bye. That is such a cool move. I know. Uh, it was, I mean, it was very mature. Yeah, like wow. Also, such a such. I'm so happy that he got you a GameCube, just because I'm like a uh, very Nintendo centric. So I'm like, yeah, I love the GameCube. It's so underappreciated. And it's like, I, I love the GameCube. <laughs> I know everyone made fun yeah. of my GameCube. Everyone was like, the GameCube is dumb, but it's great. And I'm pissed I don't have it with me in LA. It's it's really great. Um, like I have, I have, like I've been playing actually lately a game on the GameCube, but I've been playing it on my Wii because the Wii could play. All GameCube games. It was backwards compatible. So, um, because my GameCube's laser on the disc reader is off. So, like, it basically it's at a different, um, like, I forget what is wrong with it, but I basically need to take some like actual tools to fix it okay uh, and be careful but anyway it's, it is special uh and back then um not that you need any more context to the gamecube but like mm-hmm. that was a really weird time it was like the early 2000s where it was cool to be like badass and like video games were only cool if they were badass because like we yeah. had kind of, people had grown up um and were like insecure about it yeah we were yeah we were like in very much that like macho um what was uh grand theft auto like yes. like time totally everything was trying to be like also games were trying to be like cinematic and and actiony so anyway i it makes sense why people i remember that stigma too people were weird about it yeah like all the boys in my high school were like oh you have a gamecube like that's lame uh yeah, yeah. which at the end the lame, i heard the lame cube was uh something i've heard wow, before wow i yeah, know shots fired damn i know and i believe them and now you know it's one of those things you don't know what you've got till it's gone now i see it's the <laughs> coolest thing for someone like me who you know i have a playstation 4 now all i can do is watch blu-rays on it that's the only thing <laughs> uh but yeah if i can just get that gamecube back 
Uh, there's a if there's a will, there's a way. We can we'll see what we can do. Yeah. I, like every time I have a guest come on the show and they express something like you're saying, where they're like, you know, I just want to have that back in my life. I'm I'm always kind of like. I want to be a superhero and do this for my friend or help him find is, it. Yeah. If you find a PS2 version of SpongeBob and a rent to the uh, flying Dutchman, I know yeah. I'm gonna, I gotta figure out how to get it in quarantine. I'll, I'm, I'll look around yeah. after we stop recording. There's, there's a, we, we're going to make that happen somehow. Yeah, um, and for reference, we're not like really in quarantine right now. We're in the like self quarantined social distancing fate stage. Like just cause I don't know when, what's coming out and what the world will look like then. It's true, you know, because so when people are listening to this, you know, like four or five days down the road when we are actually hard quarantined, then it'll yeah. make sense. So yeah. that we weren't, this was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's still, our restaurants are still open for now, but we'll yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Um, so what do you remember about, do you remember anything about like the game itself that you loved or really liked playing or anything you remember? Yes. I love the graphics. I like love mm-hmm. that it's like SpongeBob, but he's like slightly 3D. Like it, yes. it, it did such a because stuff is like advanced so much, but back then it was like I really felt like I was in the world because of that. Yes, um, and that it was like SpongeBob, but slightly different. So I liked the twist. Mm-hmm. Um, the central story was very compelling to me because his like yes. pet, his pet snail Gary, is in danger, and uh, <laughs> and it's in this like sort of very sad way where the flying dutchman's gonna like take him on a ship and he has to like do free labor for him forever yep. so it is like it is like very compelling um and i loved like the first world you're in is like spongebob's home and like his yes. town and bikini bottom and it's like the town is um i'm like a small plate person which is like i, I can <laughs> really focus on like one thing at a time yes so the town is like it's just one sort of small loop but it's still like kind of far like he still has to really walk a few blocks to work and then it just loops back to his neighborhood and so i just love that everything's like pretty small but like i still feel like i'm going places yes um yeah, so I loved that. And it's, like, all very, um, like, oftentimes if I'm playing, like, things more, like, when I would try, I've st- since stopped trying, when I'm playing, like, more advanced games that, like, don't hold your hand as much, I, like, don't know what I'm supposed to do. So <laughs> I, like, love, it's, like, the rules are, like, very simple. It's, like, you just have to, like, initially you just have to collect coins and then collect tiles. And then it plays, like, the music was fantastic. It would, like, play, like, a celebration tune every time Ooh, you got a really? tile. Yeah. Um, and it did make me feel very good. <laughs> it did its job. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I loved, I loved that. And, um, and then you would just go, you would like collect all the stuff and have like mini tasks to do while like mm-hmm. trying to get Gary and my, um, yeah. So I loved that. And then I loved, there's this like, my, f- I remember like my favorite is when he had to go visit Sandy, who for yes. you don't know is a squirrel who lives under the sea. And like a yeah, Africa wake up dude. out there, you, you non SpongeBob heads. <laughs> yeah, because we don't know. Um, but he like had to go like he um, Sandy like had a bunch of holes in her aquarium where she lives or terrarium or you oh, know yeah, and he has to like go fill them up. So I remember being in Sandy's like that was a very fun level. Oh, I saw that. I saw that, like, because I watched a couple... Since I'm, I'm not familiar, super familiar with this game, I always like to brush up on it a tad. So I watched a couple of reviews, and I saw gameplay from that, and it was I thought it was really cute because he's, like, stopping up the holes with acorns. <laughs> yes, and it's very fun. And I, it's, like, the perfect thing for me because it's just, like, kind of challenging but very straightforward. Um, yes. Yeah, and I just could really, like... I, like, something I miss about being 
that young is like really getting lost in the narrative and being like, I like, I genuinely have to help Sandy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's so, so I, funny. Yeah, I love that. I um, love that you're, you're like actually wanting to do right by the character in the game. It's not like, no, I want to like beat this part of the game to move on to the next thing and do the cool thing. You're like concerned for the AI. <laughs> yes. Like that's what I miss so much about being young, like a younger person is like that, like getting lost in like the universe of the world that yeah. you like, like that that's, was, yeah. That's, that's a really interesting point. Um, I think, so did you ever play this? Actually, like this is kind of a spoiler for something I'm going to do later at the end of the game. I'm going to one of the fun segments is I'm going to give you a uh, game recommendations based on oh, this cool. game just for like stuff that either it, that you could never check out. But it's like, hey, if you ever are thinking about it, like, yeah, you'll, no, you'll see. I definitely would love to play some video games while this whole while I'm this stuck at my home. Going down, yeah. Right. Um, but anyway, I was. We did an episode, so Jeremy produces another video game podcast called Video Games, a Comedy Show. And it's a it's probably we've probably actually run into each other at their place when we finished recordings before. Oh, it's fun. Um but um but anyway, it's a really fun show. We did an episode recently where we, along with our friend Nick Lumone, did like hot gamer takes. So it was like we would have takes on like the industry or games, the way things should be. One of my hot takes was that um games based directly based on like movies that are coming out should come back in like in a major way because i love the harry potter games for the (gasps) exact reason you were saying you're like getting to like live in the world you already like and not only this is a point i failed to make on the podcast but i've gotten time to think about it so Mm. not only are you getting to like live in the world do harry potter stuff experience all the magic but you're not just reading it like you are doing it, which is something that's like a that's part of the reason why like visiting Harry Potter world and stuff is cool. It's like, oh, I'm my there. God. It's that's so true. Yeah. I just went to the one in Orlando last year and it was so worth it. You got to go both went there last year. Wait, were we there at the same time? No, I don't think so. I was there like actually truly uh Maybe almost exactly a year ago. I went last March. Dang, oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and what, I was in October. What a different time. What a different uh, time. Um, but yeah, that's so funny you said the Harry Potter thing because obviously big Harry Potter stan. Um, but uh, I um, – so I think my brother, when he got me the GameCube, he might have gotten me a Harry Potter game for it <gasps> because I – and obviously – I mean, who isn't into it? But I was super – and I still am like currently rereading um, – Goblet of Fire um, for the second time this year. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, oh, I guess not you this year. Kidding. I guess it was like in October, whatever. But, um, <laughs> but, oh, okay. But I could not get into the Harry Potter game was too challenging. I could not get into it. But yeah. I remember being in elementary school and being homesick with the Harry, the first movie, uh, the DVD with the special features. Oh. And they had like games you could play like with your DVD player. <laughs> It's like the remote, right? Yeah, with the remote. And I remember loving it. Like I it was know so exactly fun. what you're talking about. I did the same thing. Yes, where you have to tap the bricks to get into Diagon Alley. Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. I would spend so much time. I lo- I was a special features head as a kid, especially like same. right around that time. Dude, I just am, <laughs> I'm getting back into special features. <laughs> I love it, dude. This is the renaissance we need. And now yeah. like that's such a you don't literally don't even I mean, I don't know. Have you guys got like a 
new Blu-ray recently. I don't do that, but uh, I, I, I I do, but it's because I'm like I like to own if I really love a movie, like if I'm gonna watch it more than twice ever, I want to own it. Uh, that is, because I'm like eight, yeah. You're such a Renaissance woman. I just am like I'm just again I'm just like a simple small plate lady. I just like to like I just like to be in my home crocheting and like rewatch Spy. Like that's yeah. So um so yeah I love and I'm lucky that we have yeah like Playstations because I can I can watch my Blu-rays on them. Yeah, uh, sorry, my, tangent. Uh, no tangent. I love tan- tangents are like half the show. It's so much fun. But yeah. uh, anyway, I. I see your point in like why you liked to play. One of the reasons why you liked to play this game was just to be in Bikini Bottom. Yes, I just liked being in the world, and I wasn't even like a huge SpongeBob person, but I did watch sure. like whatever was sort of our gens like their first turn they had with that show. Yeah, um, yeah. So I loved that, and then it was so cool because as you progressed, I think there's like seven different worlds you go to. Like you have yeah. to like you have to like collect the coins and the tiles, and then um, you basically end up you find like in that, like in this book that squidward has that to like you can defeat the flying dutchman if you like get all these treasures that he mm. had when he was alive so you you have to go uh, get like i think there's wow, like a, this a is treasure very harry po- this is literally a harry potter <laughs> yes and it's really compelling like it was like it was pretty like um i think the stakes are pretty high which i love um, so funny. <laughs> uh but not too high but um, <laughs> I tried playing like The Last of Us and I like can't because <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Um, but yes, so I so like what was cool was it's it like worked its way. This is an improv term from fact to fiction really well. <laughs> That's a big Mastriani thing right there. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's specifically a Mastriani <laughs> thing. Sorry, credit where credit is due. Uh, but yeah, where you're like in the world of the show for a while where you know yeah. Sandy's home and like that makes sense. And then by the time you get to like plankton who is a classic spongebob villain um has like built a theme park which i don't think was in the show or wasn't sure um wasn't canon from what i had seen so then at that like by the time this is maybe like the seventh world i don't know but or maybe the sixth world but you go to this like really creepy theme park that he made and i remember just like being mind blown because you know it starts like in the show and then it goes to this like you know it starts like um if then, then what? Yes. For, uh, if this, then what? For SpongeBob. And so you end up in this like very cool thing that wasn't in the show, but you're like, you buy it. Um, yeah. And, and it was like creepy too. I remember it, like the music changes. It's very creepy. Um, and it, yeah. And, I, and it, get, it got more challenging. Truly the perfect game for someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, um, that's. That's really cool to hear. Uh, I, I was kind of assuming they kind of did, or hoping. I guess it was very hopeful that they were they would do stuff like that with this game. Where I guess like the, what I've read is that like the reviews of this are generally like pretty average. Like some yeah. people love it for the nostalgia and like exactly what you're saying, and some people are way too hard on it because it's like not a game that's supposed to be one of the greatest games ever. It's just a fun experience. <laughs> so yeah. I think people should chill a little bit. That said. Um, I'm still happy to hear that like it is kind of an extension of the show and like just more of that world and letting these game developers or whatever kind of like tell their own story, even though it's not like a, it's very obviously structured so different than an episode. Yeah. And then it's a way that also feels like respectful to the universe. Like what I find disrespectful, like the version of this that I hate (laughs) is like, like there's a Harry Potter ride in the LA uh, universal 
Harry, what's it called here? I forget. There's like different names. Uh, this Universal is, Studios. Oh, the Harry, po- the Harry Potter part. Um, oh, uh, I think it's the still the Wizarding World. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. So I, I forget what it's called, but the one that's here, which I ha- which I have been to, because the one in Orlando, I think you can go to Diagon Alley, which is where I went, which was oh, dope. So yeah, cool. or is it? I forget. Or maybe that it one's is, Hogsmeade. Right. Or is it in, in Orlando? I forget. They have both there. But all of this to say, the one in LA, you can go on this like um, like virtual Harry Potter ride that is, it's not like they built on the Harry Potter story. It's like they did this like very broad, um, condensed, non-specific yes. story so you You're go talking on. about the Hogwarts Castle ride, the main yeah, one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I hate that. Because <laughs> oh. it's like... <laughs> Because it's, like, so broad and it's, like, doesn't build on anything. For, like, it's, like, just, like, a very broad taste of the universe. Yes. Whereas, like, um, when you go to the one in Orlando that I think, I think that one is, maybe that one's Hogsmeade. I, f- I forget. But well, you go on, like, the, the Gringotts yeah. ride. Oh, and that's, yeah. like, a very specific, um, yeah, that feels like a more specific, like, this version. Where it's, like, maybe it's not specifically from the books, but it's its, its own little, like, um, fan fiction thing that you still yes. buy as part of the universe i love um, i love the green gods ride i was so impressed by it uh same just it was so thing. good yeah um, oh. and then and then similarly while we're on theme parks because i think right like yeah. you were saying that like not everyone people were like overly critical of this game mm-hmm. and being like it's not um like but they're not like understanding that it's not supposed to be an amazing video yeah. game it's supposed to be the perfect video game for someone like me which is to say that like i can't do um a huge surprise i can't do big roller coasters oh. but i can but i can do like um i think like space mountain is that the one yes it's disneyland mm-hmm. where it's like in the dark yep yeah. yeah. So like that is sort of like the exact amount of thrill that I can um, stomach, you know, oh, like yeah. it's, That's the it's not that, yeah, that, yeah. Or like the um, Indiana Jones ride. At oh. Universal, like, the, or is, no, that's Disneyland. Oh, yes. Oh my God. Yeah, like, those it's are sort okay. of like. There's no, there's no uh, theme park cops listening to this yes. show. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> don't um, But yeah, like, those are sort of my threshold. And it feels like this game is like that threshold. Cool. And like, yeah, for like, the, like the type of um, person that I am. Whereas, it's like, a sweet spot for you. Yeah. Where it's like, it's just challenging enough, but not too hard. Where it's like, Goldeneye, it's like, why would I bother? You know, it's like, I'm yeah. not going to go on California Screaming. You know? <laughs> totally. Goldeneye, everyone knows that Goldeneye is the California Screaming of video games. And yes. That's yeah. so fun. I love that comparison, it's really funny to me. I love it. Yeah. Like, that is, yeah. So that's, I think if you're, if you're going to go, if you remember this game, or you're going to go, play this game that's what you got to remember you got to imagine you're a simple sensitive lady like yes. me <laughs> and hey, then, then it'll be perfect simple and we mean simple in a good that, way yeah oh yeah i mean simple in that like i get i just get really tickled <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> you know i'm like crocheting right now you know yes. like that's like, like all i need is like yeah i, I like totally the small things on that Yes, yeah. you you don't need a lot to uh, enjoy something or be satisfied. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to both be like in control of the player and like the point of view of the background. Too many things to focus on. Yeah, <laughs> like, that is very reasonable. Yeah. Um. Awesome. Was so. Was there? Did you have anything else you wanted to share about like what you loved about the game itself, um, or anything you maybe mm, didn't get to touch on yet? Because I know we've been on tangents for a bit. No, I think upon reflection, I like that me and my sister got to share that experience together. Yeah. So I think that's what I loved about it. And I loved that I also got to like feel good at a video game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think I just enjoyed 
getting to, I think there's nothing like, again, like we were talking about, just like spending time in a universe you like that's extended in a believable way. Like that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was cool to hear you talk about. I mean, that is a huge thing that this game going from like fact to fiction is like, oh, it really earns its way to like, uh, I mean, for all the criticism Mm -hmm. that's out there, that's fair. It's like, it does earn its way story-wise to like, the those that theme park level yeah like like, exactly like it really i thought it was like very earned where you know some of these things are not so yeah i appreciate that that's awesome well uh before we move on to some fun stuff thank you so much for sharing about that game that was really fun Uh, and then but first we've got two fun segments that i always do at the end of the podcast um the first one uh and i don't i don't have a name for what these are they're kind of like I haven't decided on like bonus levels or DLC. I want to have like a fun name for this. Um, yeah. But uh, the first one is the fact me by your game segment, Ooh. where which is a segment where I just uh, say facts at my guest about the game that they chose. Oh, uh, fun. This one was actually, I will, I will say I had the hardest time finding facts and trivia and Easter eggs on this game than any other one out there that yeah, I've done I, yet. I don't think this is a very popular game. <laughs> yes. I, I think that's what it is. It's like not enough people have combed over it or cared enough to do it. Yeah. So, but I did find some fun stuff. Right. Um, the first one, this is a very, very basic fact, but this is the first three spongebob game and it, it and obviously it paved the way for the game that came after this which i don't know if you knew that one but it's the battle for bikini bottom oh no i should look it, into uh, it it's definitely more it's definitely more difficult but it's it was really pass. popular yeah pass <laughs> we already know this is your sweet spot yeah um and then also um the next fact i wanted to share is that uh, you know how they're like in SpongeBob, there's the narrator in this game that like talks to you at certain points or tells you how to do certain things. Yes. I love, Oh, I forgot the narrator. I love the narrator. It's like this yeah. French guy. He's great. Yes. Well, in, so it's, here's, it, this is a little interesting. So in the show, Tom Kenny, who voices SpongeBob also voices the narrator. And, but in this game, Tom Kenny does not voice the narrator, but the narrator is credited as him. Which Whoa. is str- strange because he did the voice for SpongeBob in this game, so he was at least semi available. But I don't know if they like forgot to record the narrator's voice or what. But it's not him doing that like Jacques Cousteau French narrator oh, voice. I love the narrator. Yeah. Um, so that that's my like one really cool fact. Um, and then the last fun segment for the show is I always do game recommendations, like I said earlier, at Yay! the end of the podcast. I'm gonna write these and, down. Oh, please do. Uh, I'm not and, see you. and I can also I can also send these to you as well. Um, but I also I do this portion of the podcast because like in this is the one connection we have to the movie call me by your name but yes. like at the end of that movie when uh elio uh is like ends his relationship with army's army hammer's character ends mm-hmm. he like in all uh like in all all people life experiences when you date someone you eventually usually people move on to dating other people sometimes right. people date uh, those that are like very, very similar to the people they had been dating before. Sometimes you might date someone wildly different or someone that's like, uh, just like a different version. So I kind of wanted to like, this is my only connection to that movie. So these are kind of recommendations in that same exact way. Um, awesome. so the first thing that I have is a recommendation that is slightly more refined 
And that would be the Spyro Reignited Trilogy for the Nintendo Switch. It's also on the PS4 as well. Oh, it um, is? Okay. Because I, I, I have a PS4. Okay. Yeah. So you can play this on the PS4. Do you know Spyro the Dragon at all? I have no idea what that is. Well, you can... <laughs> Sorry, I just got water. <laughs> You're okay. We've, we've, got a, we've talked earlier on the show, but we've got each got several drinks lined up yeah. in front of us. Oh, no. I had three. I had too many. Okay. I just spilled it, but I think it just... Oh, oh, sorry. My computer's almost safe. All right. My computer's safe, y'all. Okay, cool. All right, do you need a second or are you good? No, I'm good. I've saved. Cool. I've stopped. These are the real life moments people listen to the show for. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> thrilling. So scary. Will Mia's old MacBook survive? It will. Okay, great. Oh, thankfully. Um, so Spyro, he's like the, you can Google it later, but he's a little like purple dragon. And it's similar to the SpongeBob game in the sense that it is a collect-a-thon game where you are really just collecting and you do a little bit of like fighting because he blows fire but it's pretty accessible it's definitely i know we talked about how this game battle for or sorry uh revenge of the flying dutchman is like right in your sweet spot this is definitely a step up but like someday if it's ever really cheap worth checking out i would say yeah it's the dialogue's really funny too uh it's it's a fun game Oh um, yeah. I also really appreciate the funny dialogue. Like that's good. That's good for me. Oh yeah. Um, what, so this is a, this is a, um, recommendation that I actually came up with while we were doing the show. I had, I'm going to actually take one off that I had, but you were talking earlier about how like you more in games for like the story, like the dialogue and stuff, as long as you don't have to like do too much, like jumping around and dodging and stuff, it's like something that might be accessible for you. So there are some games I discovered within the last year that are older, but that are really cool games. They were made by, so Lucasfilm had a division of their company called LucasArts that used to make a lot of really like clever, really good story video games for the, well, just for the computer. So I recommend to you a few games, uh, the first of which is, uh, Indiana Jones and the, and the secret of Atlantis. Okay. Indiana Jones, secret of Atlantis. So, this game, which is funny, I actually recorded an episode that is will already have come out by this oh, point. Hello? Annabelle's Hey, can you hear me? Oh no, I lost you. Okay. Oh no, did you lose me? Oh yes, I got you back. Oh cool. Uh I'll I'll go ahead and share that again. Um so it's funny, if you uh, are listening to this episode, you've probably already heard the episode with Annabelle Seymour where we actually talk about this game. Oh um, great. She would actually play this game with like her siblings and also her cousins, and it's a really fun, easy, like point and click adventure game where you're Indiana Jones and you're basically finding out the secret of Atlantis. Um, Hell yeah. So you don't have to like jump around or anything. It's like, there's like just a screen, you're Indiana Jones. You kind of like click around and collect items and solve puzzles. And yeah, so that's, you can also get that on a, there's a, like a platform called steam, which is like, which is a, you can just have it on your computer. I actually got this game for like five bucks. Um, so it's also, you know, kind of works for what we've been talking about today, how this is like in a world you kind of know. Yes. And I love, honestly, bonus points for any like um, sort of like game based around like a fun myth. Hell I mean, yeah. not that Atlantis is a myth, but anything that like I just rewatched National Treasure. And, and besides the treatment of women in the film, which I don't like, it, uh, any anything where people are like trying to find some like um, 
mythical thing is dope. I love that. Oh, well, hey, this is truly yeah. going to be perfect for you. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and that's all, this game's also from like, I don't remember, it's like 95. It's really old. Um, perfect. Last, last recommendation I have for you. I always like to do an out of left field recommendation, kind of like what can happen in, in the dating sphere. But yes. the out of left field recommendation I have is a, a, one thing about the SpongeBob universe that uh, if you're familiar with the show, you know, is that SpongeBob works at the restaurant, the Krusty Krab, where Absolutely. he is the fry cook and he's so good at his job. And I remember yes. watching the show and always like making me want burgers when I would play it. So totally. the thing I took away from, from this was that it's a game I wanted to connect you back to burgers. Burgers and cooking are important. They're great. I, I love burgers. Hey, that's why you're, I knew you were a good person. <laughs> yeah. um, the recommendation for you is a game called Overcooked 2. And oh, this is actually a game. Wait, what? I've heard of this. You, so it's actually on the PS4 uh, and the <gasps> Switch. It came out two years ago. Wait, we might have it. Is it like a, it's like a partner cooking game where you have to like, yeah. uh, yes. We, we either talked about getting it or we, ha- no, I don't think we have it, but I think we've talked about getting it. Okay. So it's definitely intense cause you're doing stuff really fast, but you're kind of just like build, like you're cooking together with someone, but you have to like <laughs> do ingredients at the same time and there's a lot of communication. So, uh, so maybe you make a burger in that game. I don't know, but that's my, that's, that's my out of a field suggestion. <laughs> That's so fun. Is it like you're just cooking or is it like, is there like a, a, a larger story? I don't, you know, I don't know if there's a larger story. It, no it's worries, a, I'll look I into it. To, yeah, I know it's check popular. It I know that it's popular because we've talked about it before. So oh, yeah. the fact that I've heard of it means it must be like pretty good. It, it, and yeah, it apparently is really good. So, so that's very yeah. fun. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but that was it for my uh, game recommendations. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited super, for these! Thank you. Yeah, this is like like the best time someone could ever take a need a recommendation. So it kind of worked out super well this week. This is this is so good, and this conversation really helped me isolate like what I like out of a video game, Ooh. which is like which is like the skill level, and then the fact like I didn't realize that part of why I like SpongeBob so much was because it was in a universe I liked, and then yeah. built on it in like a logical way. Yeah. Well, that's what I do on the show. As you know, I diagnose for people like what they like about games. I'm the doctor. Yes. You're the video um, game whisperer. There we are. That's that's Yeah. I'm going to get people to call me that. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, before we go uh, and do some plugs and stuff, uh, I just wanted to thank you so much for uh, getting on this uh, on this call with me and recording the show <laughs> amidst like, you know, all the craziness out there. I'm so yeah. glad that. We're, I'm very fortunate that this thing I'm doing is something that I can do remotely with people. Um, so I'm thankful for that. But also, thank you. You're like one of my good friends. And this is really also just like helpful to talk to somebody, you know? Yes. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Everyone out there, if you're in quarantine, please FaceTime each other or me. We're here for you. Be there for each other. Yeah, um, you have said you're super into FaceTime now. So Yeah. I have never. I reject every FaceTime call I get because I find it intrusive. But yes. this week, I have been FaceTiming everyone. I know all the time. And I realized I was wrong and I love FaceTime. Just when you thought you were not going to change, you just, you turn a new leaf. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You can change. Well, cool. Thanks Mia. Uh, Before you go, is there anything that you would like to plug? 
Um, yeah, yeah. You can, uh, when when uh, when all this goes away, um, you can catch me at the UCB Theater performing with my team Leroy on Herald Night. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mia Schaffler. And um, uh, actually, yeah, keep your your ears open for my new podcast coming out with another UCB pal, Allie Jennings, called Ooh. P.S. I Love Rom Coms. So that oh. um, yes, that'll be coming out in the next few months. So keep it keep an eye open for that. Oh, very cool. I have a I've got a rom com podcast to recommend to you later. Uh, <gasps> yes. I'll just recommend it now. Yes. It's a great show. Yeah. It's the rom com effect. Uh, Katie Chilson does it. Definitely check it out. It's it's so much fun. Oh my gosh, that's we got to do a crossover. You do that. Oh yeah, get that those promos up. Um, yes. Did you was that your last plug? Yes, that's my. That's all my plugs. Okay, cool. Well, thank you again. Um, I just wanted to uh, shout out our great producer Jeremy Schmidt. You can find him on Twitter at Ocarina of Crime on Instagram at Scaremy Schmidt. Check out his game, his show that I recommended earlier, Video Games, a comedy show. I get to guest every so often. Um, and then also you can follow me on uh, social media, Connor underscore McCabe, both Twitter and Instagram. Also with Mia. Once you know UCB is back up and running, you can catch me on Herald Night. With the team jet set uh and if you like the show you want to help us out you want to send some love a, a great way to support the show is to rate and review it in the apple podcast store that uh we've got some people who've done that for us it's been so helpful to hear what people are liking and uh get some ratings that helps our visibility helps with everything so if you uh wouldn't mind check us out there if you have a few seconds and uh Overall, thank you all for listening to this show. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Take care of each other. And we'll see you uh, We'll see you on the other side of, of whatever this bikini bottom is. <laughs> <laughs>